0: Hello and welcome to another, another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk to the faces behind your books. I'm Nathan Van Koops, I'm your host, and today I'm very excited to bring you an interview with uh, William Miller. Welcome to the show, William. Hi, good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's um, always my pleasure to introduce and to uh, interview other authors who are from St. Petersburg, because I love this city unabashedly. I'm terribly Amazing biased. City. Uh, but you are <laughs> from here, which is even better um, I, I, am a, I am a native, yeah, there's not too many like me There, there are not, there are not a lot of natives we are a lot of imports around here uh, Right, <laughs> yeah Self-included But um, So yeah, I'm excited uh, We were able to get together recently And of course have some lunch, which was awesome And uh, I'm Absolutely. really looking forward to being able to interview you And share some of the information about your your books and such with, with the audience here um, yeah, yeah, thank you very much for taking the time to do this Hey, it was my pleasure. My pleasure. All right, so um, you have a really interesting background when it comes to publishing, um, yeah. not the least of which is that you have written Choose Your Own Adventure books, one of my all-time favorite types of stories. Um, can you tell me That's a little right, bit about yeah. your, your background and how you got into writing and how you ended up writing thrillers? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've always been a writer ever since i was in high
1: school and i actually was one of my one of my high school teachers that said you know you've, you've got a talent for this keep mm-hmm. at it um but it was uh i had published a few you know uh short stories mystery short stories and things like that and uh the light games uh found me you know and they said hey you know you're you're a pretty good writer and here's what we're doing and at the time they were creating choose your own adventure books that were digital in format. So instead of being the old paper books where it said go to page two ninety two, you know, you clicked on a choice and then it took you automatically via ebook to to your next uh, to your next choice. Um, and, and they told me about it and I was just super psyched. And uh, the owner, Sam Langstrom, is a great guy and he kind of gave me free reign. You know, he said, You're a you're a great writer do your thing you know so yeah. yeah, he just let me he let me go and uh and so I created a uh a detective's choice uh for the light game and it did it did just super well and I actually I credit that with a lot of my success because a lot of my readers actually came over from the uh, Detective's Choice series, you know, and I, I still get emails from people saying, you know, I love Detective's Choice, I love Jack Jericho. Is there going to be another one? You know, and I always have to tell them, well, you know, I'm doing some other things right now, but maybe in the future. Um, so it's it's been a it was just a real pleasure to work with uh, with Delight uh, Games, and and I hope I can do it again in the future. I love writing them. I was a huge fan of Choose Your Own Adventure as a, yeah. as a child, so. The fact that somebody was going to pay me to do this was amazing, and you know, I would have done it for free. Don't tell him that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just got a notification um, from Amazon the other day that Alexa has a skill. Basically, you can do Choose Your Own Adventure now um, via your Echo. So who knows? Oh, Maybe they'll be oh. calling you up to, to write some more stories for them soon.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how good Alexa's Choose Your Own Adventures is. I'm gonna have to do that now. Just. Yeah. So you- <laughs> we'll I've been wanting to try. It how good i waiting around to try that yeah. one
0: here. And that's one of my next next skills to teach her. But yeah, <laughs> awesome. so so then you somehow managed to transition into writing mm-hmm. um, espionage thrillers. So was that? A, was yeah. that? What was that transition like?
1: Um hey, you know for me it was a very natural transition um I've always been interested in the CIA and the espionage world and I have several uh several contacts mm-hmm. in the world of the espionage and CIA and and special forces um, so when people ask me you know a lot of times they're very surprised to learn that my character Jake Noble is actually based on a a combination of, of several guys that I know in real life, not me, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, but, uh, yes, yeah, so it was, it was a very natural, uh, transition for me. I've always been a reader of Tom Clancy and Vince Flynn and guys like that. And it was just, it's what I wanted to do. And I've always written those stories. Um, I mean, it was just kind of, you know, dedicating myself to it and sitting down and, and actually going for it. And then of course, Jumping into the indie world of publishing, that was kind of the coming from being published and you know getting the royalties or the flat fee and knowing where your next meal was coming from to mm-hmm. going indie. That was a there was a big fear challenge there for me and it held me back for a long time. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I I made the leap. It was one of the best things I ever did, undoubtedly.
0: Yeah. Um, so you've got Jake Noble, who is your you know sort of uh, main protagonist for the series. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's got a sort of a military background, um, and you I, do, you have a military background yourself. I understood you. You I joined the army right after nine eleven. I did. Yes. Yeah. So you've got some personal experience to to back up your character a little bit. Does, does some of your personal experiences end up in the book? <laughs> No, I,
1: I would say uh, a lot of a lot of my friends' personal experiences end up in the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before anybody gets any ideas about me, like I'm some sort of green beret, you know, hero or anything. No, no, no. Um, don't uh, uh, yeah. don't think that. No, I'm 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 pretty much a, a regular guy. You know, after September 11th, I just wanted to uh, do my part. Um, but the, you know, I, I was. Able through that experience to meet some real heroes, and I know yeah. some guys that I just have the utmost respect for, both in the special forces community and in and in the CIA. And and these guys, um, they, they work behind the scenes every day, and they're just awesome, amazing people. And, I, and I'm mm-hmm. so proud to know them.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure um, you know, all of us thank you for your service and and for doing that because that was you know obviously a big part of all of our our lives and that that day was, especially, and- but. Um, Thank you. So you've you made this series like not not only to just come out and, and write this story, but it's been a, a very successful series. What are some of the things that have resonated with your readers and in, with this particular storyline that you think have made it so successful? Um,
1: <clears throat> most of my stories are taken from. Either taken directly from the news or from a personal experience, uh, the first book which deals with human trafficking comes from personal experience. Uh, I used to live in China, and it 's something that i that I saw that I experienced first hand and so when I got back, I really wanted to write about that and, and just let people know what's what 's going on that the, you know human slavery is still a thing in the world um and uh so that is so the first book is sort of couched in something that i i know intimately and the rest of the series is all i mean i almost pluck it right from the headlines um and that's both a good and a bad thing you know mm-hmm. sometimes people are, are really juiced by that and they love it and other times man you can really get some negative feedback you know kind of depending upon how people feel on a subject
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's uh you know, it definitely fires up readers. You know, I mean, there's uh, so it's got that going for it, and a lot of people tell me that my books feel so real because they're sort of seated in those real issues that are going on right now, and it's it's things people are seeing in the news.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and you've done something that's unusual and not necessarily recommended for most people, but you've you've made your own covers. As well, which are <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: s- um, which is not a skill that most of us have,, Mm-mm. and even oh. if we think we have that skill, typically we don't, and uh <laughs> but yours actually are I've got Nobleman cover up on the screen right now, it's you know it's very on brand um it, it's obviously thank you. thank you, got sort of the the actiony blur of lights behind your mm-hmm. hero with a gun, you know, it very much looks like the action thriller that it is sure Um, sure how did you come to that because that's not something people just doesn't seem like a natural skill for everyone well
1: you know when i was when i was a kid i actually wanted to be a comic book artist
0: Hmm.
1: um i I was i was a big artist when i was a kid and my parents said no way there's no money in that so instead i became a writer instead (laughs) (laughs) fooled them uh, yeah. uh, but no, so uh, yeah, I have that background in graphic art, and I, I've always loved doing art and, and drawing and, and creating. And I've got uh, skill in in uh, Photoshop for decades. Mm. And when I first published Nobleman, you know, I, I went to a cover artist and I paid them. I actually went through two different cover artists. And neither of them, you know, both were just spectacular disasters.
0: Oh, no. yeah.
1: um, and, and so after wasting, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, I realized I, I'm, I'm this is something I'm going to have to figure out and square away myself. So, you know, I did the latest uh, updates of Photoshop, and, and I just went for it. And it probably took me about three months to really... Study the market in-depth and, and figure out what I was doing, but uh, mm-hmm. now I actually do cover design for other authors and uh, and So that's uh, created a, a tidy little uh, side income for me yeah. I try and do them at a, at a reasonable price because I know so many authors This is their first time and they don't have a lot of money to, yeah. to spend on stuff like cover design um, So I, I try and do that as, as another way to just kind of give back to the writing community.
0: Do you have a specific website for your uh, cover design service?
1: Uh, yes, it's at uh, literaryrebel dot com slash covers. Slash
0: covers. Okay, yeah, I posted up um, I have, there's a link in the in the. Uh Comments for the main website, but okay. So we'll add slash okay. covers to that. All right, that's good. Sure. Yeah, it should be up. I'll check. I'll check my. Oh. I'll check my site <laughs> right after do this you, interview to make sure that's working. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the things I typically caution, especially new writers, against doing is trying to make your own coverage. But what are some of the things that you did? Obviously, you had the training, you had the background, but do you have any specific tips for people who are thinking, well, maybe I have the chops to make this happen with Photoshop? Like any advice for kind of defining whether or not like you've done the research properly have any tips there
1: yes uh, the 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 well, first of all, I'll give a shout out to uh, Derek Murphy for anybody who's not familiar mm. with him he He does uh, great uh, work on cover design and sort of teaching people what good cover design looks like. Uh, the second thing I'll say is you really need to study the other books in your genre find out what they're doing and it Mm -hmm. needs to fit in you know a lot of new authors they want to stand out and that's not the way to go you want to fit in you want to look like all the other all the other book covers in your in your genre Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and then after that a lot of it is uh it is experience that comes from recognizing color palettes and just how to sort of, you know, move people to click that buy button using different sort of graphic designs and motion and color and things like that. And unfortunately, that's something that comes from experience. So that's why I tell so many new authors, you you really need to work with a good cover designer who knows what they're doing, not your, not your friend who has a copy of Facebook and is really good. Yeah. Um, a lot of times that does not work out well.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And solid advice, and I think it's something that I um, definitely respect about you is that you've been giving back a lot in that capacity, not just with Cover Designs, but LiteraryRebel.com has mm-hmm. um, a lot of advice on there. I was reading some of your blog posts yeah. today, tips on productivity, and um, a number of, of things that all authors need. Um, Absolutely. What are, what are some of your goals with Literary Rebel and um, like where you see that going?
1: Um, my, you know, my main goal is to just help other authors um, because I've I've been at the bottom of the pack there. You know, I've been one of those authors where I put my book up and it wasn't selling, and I didn't know what I was doing wrong or how to fix it. Yeah. And I know the the aggravation that comes from that. I mean, it can, it can be a real trying experience. Um, and, and so I just want to help as many other authors as I can, sort of get those skills quickly because you know i tell authors all the time publishing the book was actually the easy part Mm -hmm. you know writing the book and getting it edited that was actually fairly easy compared to figuring out cover design and formatting and editing and then you got to put it up and then you got to advertise it i mean that's like getting your phd i mean it's a lot of work and so anything i can do to help people sort of shortchange that experience um, and then also just there's there's a lot of really bad advice out there. Unfortunately, there are a lot of authors who have published a book and they're not selling, but they're on Facebook or YouTube and they're giving other authors advice <laughs> yeah. And you know I'm kind of always like, oh my goodness no, that, yeah. that person's not actually selling books. Don't take their yeah. advice. you know you need to go to the people like Derek. Murphy, um, you know, and these other authors who are selling books, you know, and yeah. find out what they have to say, you know, um, yeah. because those are going to be your uh,
0: those are going to be your role models, as it were. Yeah, and I definitely agree, especially like with the cover design thing. You might find a cover that you really love and you think, "Oh, this is what I want my book to look like." Then you go and look at the sales rank, and this book hasn't sold a copy in a year. Exactly. So like, that's exactly. not your role model, even though it might be pretty, yeah. you know. And, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and you know the just like with the covers, you know, so many people look at covers and they look at traditionally co- published covers and they mm-hmm. go, "Oh, that's great. I want my book to look like that." Well, hold on a second. That's going to be in a bookstore. The the publisher has thousands of dollars to toss away on advertising. What works for a traditional publisher is not going to work for the indie crowd. So you really need to know who you're selling to, what they're mm-hmm. buying and why they're buying. It's it's a big part of being a success in this business.
0: Yeah, that's excellent advice. Um, One of the things I like to ask people, you mentioned that you you did start at the bottom. Everyone starts at day one as an author and has to figure things out as they go. Um, What were some of the sort of turning points for you in your career where you were moving along and all of a sudden things started to pick up, where you started to think, okay, this can be a success? Any things that you specifically did along the way that kind of ratcheted up your game?
1: Um, yes, several things. Uh, first of all, surrounding yourself with people who support you and believe in you. And I know that's like a lot of people are like, that's not what I want to hear. But it is so true. You, you need, if there are negative influences in your life, get them out. Um. I, I credit my wife with so much because she was one of the first people who told me, listen, you are a really good author, quit your day job and do this do it man um, you know so that was a big turning point and also book number two was a big turning point. I was mm-hmm. just having a discussion on Facebook today with an author who was like you know I put my first book out four years ago and it's not selling. -hmm. And I'm like, how come you don't have four books out right now? (laughs) You know, he's like, um, you know, like he was waiting for book one to sell. And I said, no, 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 no. Readers want series. You know, I'm a reader and and quite frankly, I won't touch a book until there's two or three books in the (laughs) series because I want to know that there's other material there for me when I finish. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so get book two up as fast as you can. Um, don't, don't shortchange it. Do the best you can on it, but get book two up. And then you also really need to learn advertising. Um, The days when you could be a success just by putting out a new book, when when self-publishing was relatively new, just being out there was good enough. A lot of authors didn't have to do a whole lot of advertising. Those days are gone. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're not advertising, there's a whole bunch of guys like me who are spending thousands of dollars a month to put my book in front of readers, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not out there advertising, you're just not going to be able to compete with me. You're not going to be able to compete with guys like Mark Dawson and all those other heavy hitters, you know? Mm -hmm. So learning learning
0: advertising is absolutely key. Yeah, especially depending on the genre you're in. And you're in a genre with a lot of heavy hitters. Um, Absolutely. So... Um, one of the things I, I wanted to touch on, which is kind of an unusual circumstance that you're in, um, speaking of other heavy hitting advertisers, um, you've got a, a series that is very similar to another series that's out there. We've got uh, Lt. <laughs> Ryan's books, who also has the he has the Jack Noble series, which is kind of yeah. a, obviously it's somewhat confusing for readers because he's like, is this a continuation <laughs> of the same series? I, I mean, um, what happened there, and how did how did this how do you handle that kind of type of competition?
1: Um, to to any authors that are, uh, are listening right now, mm. do your homework, <laughs> man. Uh, you know, not a week goes by that I don't get at least one email where, you know, somebody has read my books and they're going, well, you know, when is this character coming? And they'll ask me about a character who's not in my books. Yeah. And, and I realize, oh, geez, it's a character from this other series. Yeah. Um, you know, what a, what a colossal mistake that could have been avoided just by doing a quick search. And, um, you know, I, I did not find out about his series until I had published the first book, until mm-hmm. I had published Nobleman. And, of course, yeah. you know, you've just published your first book, and you're so excited. And I go to Amazon, and I look up my own book. And what do I see? Yeah, This other series, you know, I was just crushed and I thought, well, that's it. This series is never going to sell and I might as well just pack it in and start writing yeah. something else. Uh, thankfully, within the first week or two of publishing, I started getting emails in from people saying, this is a great new series and I can't wait for book two. Yeah. Uh, so I went ahead with it. But I will tell you, it's been an absolute uphill battle. Um, First of all, he's been around longer. You know, he's got his fan base built up. He's spending, I don't know how much money he's spending on advertising. But it must be a lot. Um, So I have always been sort of the Johnny-come-lately there. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it has been, you know... If you think like, oh, that would be a good way to, you know, get some cheap book sales, it's not. You know, if mm-hmm. anything, it has absolutely worked against me every step of the way. Yeah. And, you know, I, the, the first year or two, I thought, oh, if I could only go back in time and change the name.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but, you know, I can't. It's out there now and it's, and it's done and I've just got to roll with it and, and do the best that I can. Um, And, you know, I've I've done very well. I've been tremendously blessed, um, so I won't complain. But yes, to other writers who are listening, man, really do your research and make sure there's not anybody else out there that's doing something similar or just the same character name, because that can really foul you up.
0: It's one of those things that I I had a similar experience where um, even though I did the research in advance, it takes me a long time to write a book. So I'm only putting out a book once a year. So this was um, early in the year. I had had book three of my series. It's called The Day After Never. And I had done the research. I looked every every month or so. I would type it in and make sure no one else had that name. And I'm like, sure (laughs) enough, so good. I was planning to launch in, I think, June or July. And then that wow. um, was I had already got my cover design done, my title done, everything was I had already paid for everything and then all of a sudden April comes along and I type it in and then another author who's much more successful than I am, Russell Blake there not it is. launched not yeah. even, not one, but four new books with the same title. In of a man, row, because it's series. Russell Blake, yeah. right? He so you was know, like, like, bam, like bam, same bam, 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 bam. I'm like, no, I just bought this cover. And then um, after I launched my book, I'm like, by the way, Russell, like I messaged him, and I'm like, I had this cover already and He's like, yeah, don't worry, about it. don't worry about it. He's in like, you know, post-apocalyptic sci-fi versus sure, like, time yeah. travel sci-fi. So it wasn't That's like a, a direct crossover, but... Yeah. So even if you have done the research and have your best of intentions, like, this can happen to you as an author. Yeah. You could launch a book. So I think it's interesting for people to, like, get that out of your system that it can't happen, that you can't name a book with a similar it, it title. Can, or, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, yeah and and it, can, it can happen so easily. Um, it, it's a minefield because there are so many people diving into the self-published market. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, hey, it's bound to happen, and yeah. I was the guy it happened to. What, what are yeah. you going to do, right? Yeah. You, and like you said, the, the only thing you can do is pick up and move on, and, and you make the best of it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, and that's one thing that I've heard some people say, oh, I can't name my book this because there's another book on the Amazon that has the same name. And I'm like, well, is it the same right. genre? Is it the same? Like, there's, yeah. there's kind of some gray about, like, Definitely direct competition is, yeah. versus, you know, um, yeah. there's different ways to look at that, I guess. But I said, so they definitely don't do it the way I accidentally did it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's all, it's all live and learn in this, in this game, uh, for sure. So, um, any other tips? If you could go back and tell younger William Miller, um, other tips about, for continued success? Like, what are some other things you might tell yourself differently, or anything else you would do differently along the way? Um,
1: yes, I, I would definitely focus. Um, focus is a big one. I think uh, authors, creative people in general, we tend to chase so many different avenues. You know, mm-hmm. we're chasing Facebook marketing and Amazon marketing and building the website and building our our, uh, our email list and, and things like that. Um, I, I would say pick two marketing channels and focus on those pick one series and focus i know so many authors they've got five or six different series that they're writing and they haven't completed any of them you know i'm like pick one, <laughs> right yeah pick one
0: and finish yeah. it
1: and get and get it on the you know get it on the uh, get it on the market you know i told myself i was going to write at least 3 books in the in the jake noble series before i did any other any other, uh, you know, series. And, and now I have a, you know, a traditional publisher coming to me going, Hey, you know, we want to, we want to rep you. So get something on the, uh, get something down and send it into us. Uh, so I'm, I'm working on that right now, but I was, I was committed to getting the first three in the Jake Noble series, uh, get, get those out, you know, focus in on what you know can make you money instead of chasing a whole bunch of different dreams. Cause you just, you can have too many irons in the fire, mm-hmm. um, which is, Funny
0: because I've got a whole bunch of irons in the
1: fire. <laughs> yeah. Do as I say, not as I do.
0: Yeah, a lot of us suffer from that. So that's good. That's a good tip. Any other? Um, do not do as I as I did. Moments.
1: Um, yes, yes for your for your first book when you when you first put that first book up, don't spend a whole bunch of money advertising it. Mm. Get busy writing that second book. Mm. Um, get busy writing the second book because the reality is, you can waste thousands and thousands of dollars on marketing that lone book, and it's mm. not going to go anywhere until you start getting other books up. You really want to get a series up before you start putting a whole bunch of uh, capital into your uh, into your fiction. Because uh, I, I wasted. Thousands, thousands of dollars.
0: I think that's a very different outlook that now indies have, especially versus a lot of the traditional deals. Because Some people, I've been to some writers' conferences, and they're like, oh, it's taken me 10 years to write this book. I'm like, hey, first off, it shouldn't have taken you 10 years to write for that really? book. Really? Right, yeah. But now you've sunk all this time in, so like, for them to think of writing a second book, they're thinking, oh, no, that's going to be another 10 years. And it's not, it shouldn't be that way. But, yeah, you, they're, yeah. they're waiting for this lightning strike story of being sure. like, this one thing has to hit big. As opposed to, you know, just put something else out and keep more and more, more and more little bricks in the wall and build your way up. That absolutely. Way. the
1: The reality of the market is you are probably not going to get rich and retire off of one book. On the other hand, if you've got fifty books, you're much more likely to be making your income from your writing. Yeah. Um, so get busy writing that that second book. Absolutely, that's the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so, you know. The the business adage "fail fast" works here, right? You know, get it out there, get it out there fast. That way, if it fails, move on to the next one. Hey, that right. idea didn't work. Go to the next.
0: Yeah. You know? I like that. Fail fast. That's really good. Uh, Kay comments. She says, "I love the books on your website homepage and Jake Noble book covers." So she's she's I know oh. an avid reader. She's read my stuff and um, always Thank good to you have so Kay much. watching. Thank you for watching. I see Boo Walker is watching. Another uh, local uh, St. Pete success story. Awesome. We'd love to hear that, man. Yeah. Fellow,
1: fellow St. Pete's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so lots of lots of good St. Pete authors, and uh, he's hanging out watching, too. So so thanks for saying hi, Boo. Um, and anyone else who's watching, if you have any questions or comments, um, we've got a couple more minutes to put out, possibly answer your questions. If not, then feel free to throw them up in the in the comments section, and, of course, we'll try to come back and answer them there uh, if we don't get a chance to answer them live. So, sure. Uh, always sure. enjoy the, the uh The comments. So um, I'd like to talk just a little bit more about literaryrebel.com and what are some other things that it offers besides the blog um, and a little bit of, you know, some self publishing help. What are some other things that Literary Rebel offers that you can talk about?
1: Um, well, I, I was, I was actually saving this, but I'll go ahead and throw it out now. I'm working on a, I'm working on a web course that is going to take people by the hand through those initial stages of, you know, finishing your book, getting it ready to publish, putting it up online, putting up your ads. Um, I've had the pleasure and privilege of helping several other authors publish their first book and actually one one romance author who's now more successful than i am um you know the the apprentice has become the master i'm not better i'm not better about it at all Uh, But, uh, you know, and, and every every author that I has, have helped has said the same thing. They say, you know, listen, you, you've got to put this out on the web because there are so many other writers who need this information. They just have no idea where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's gotten to the point now where I can't help everybody that – needs and wants my help personally. So I've mm-hmm. got to kind of, you know, package it all into a, into a, a more digestible format. And that's going to be on Literary Rebel very, very soon.
0: Okay,
1: great.
0: Uh, and um, I think that's a that's something, like I said, we've talked about this, how sort of every author, you get to a certain point where um, people see what you're doing and they say, you know, how, and they say have a lot more questions than you have the time to answer yourself, obviously. Right, um, so it is wonderful to have a website or locations where, um, people can find all that information from some from a trusted source from someone that they know, wow. and then they can actually look at their books and say, "Yes, these are successful." This person is not just teaching this without actually having the background, like we were talking about, when right? Back yeah. it up. So, absolutely, yeah.
1: That's um, you know it's so much easier to build on somebody else's foundation, right? If you can stand on the shoulder of giants, you can Mm -hmm. see farther, right? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to build this up from the bottom, it's going to take a long time. So get in there and, you know, go through those blogs of successful authors, find out what worked for them, and just copy the same thing they're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, That is really going to be... uh, it's going to shortcut a lot of the the learning curve for those, you know, authors who are watching and wondering, like, how do I get to that level?
0: Yeah. And I think your attitude and your desire to help and give back is one of the best parts of this indie writer community. Um, mm-hmm. What you're talking about, what you represent with this is something that I, that I love about this community of, of authors and mm-hmm. how helpful people are to, and how willing they are to reach down the ladder and help pull people right. up even if yeah. it's to push them push them higher you
1: know absolutely yeah i, I tell you one of the um I get more mail from my, I wrote a book uh, called Hard Boiled Outlines, which mm-hmm. teaches people the the method that I use to outline my books very, very quickly so that I can turn them out faster. Mm-hmm. I get more mail on that, you know, people writers just saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, this is what I've been looking for, yeah. you know, and I've, I've gone through all these other books and no one explained it the way you did, and, and this yeah. just, you know, this revolutionized it for me. So sometimes it's, you know, hearing the same thing from a different source, you know, that it just puts it in a in a way that you can sort of accept and understand and, and digest.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's – I'm going to put that one on my list too because I consume outlining books like, like candy because every time I'm writing a new <laughs> Me- book, I'm like, I need a new outlining book because my – I'm
1: the same way. Yeah, I I, I can't tell you how many I've read, but it's a bunch. And I sort of tried to boil all of that down into my own take on Mm -hmm. it. Um, And so that's, that's been, uh, that's, yeah, like I said, that's, that's helped a lot of people. So I've been, I've been very happy to be able to put that out.
0: Yeah, and it's not a one-size-fits-all thing, you know. Like a lot of people have to yeah. find their own way, so it is. Sort of, you do develop sort of an amalgamation of all these other methods that that is becomes your method. So I'm always happy to see what people have developed on their own and what works for them um, as a writer. Absolutely, yeah, which is great. So, um, so where is the best place for people to find more information about you if they want to connect with you, they want to email you? Uh, what's the best way to reach out and, and get in touch?
1: Uh, definitely literaryrebel.com dot com and. You can connect with me there. I also have uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter is uh, at NoblemanAuthor, mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe. Uh, so, But, yeah, my, my website is definitely the best way to keep track of what I'm doing, what's coming next, uh, and that's LiteraryRebel.com.
0: Okay, very cool. Um, just had a couple more questions pop up from Alan Janney, uh, another uh, excellent author. I'm actually reading his, his detective books right now. Or uh, spy spy books right now, um, but Alan awesome. Jenny asks awesome. asks for your favorite thrillers of all time and favorite newish writer. He's asking. Oh man, That's, he he asks tough questions.
1: <laughs> he Still asks ask tough you. questions. Um, my favorite, my you know, I, I I'm. I'm going to admit some of my favorite detective books of all time are the old Mike Hammer books. I just love those old hard-boiled, gritty detective noir. Uh okay. So anything Raymond Chandler, Mickey Spillane, and stuff like that. But also, you know, if you read my books, it's going to be clear that Vince Flynn and and Tom Clancy are two major uh, major influences on me. I'd say new for the new authors. That's tough, I've really been enjoying the Tier one series hmm. uh, which is uh they are published through Thomas and mercer um Jeff Wilson is the author, and he's he's local too. He's over in Tampa. I know him personally. These guys were they're Navy SEALs in real life, um, so these guys know their material. You know, I mean, when you're reading this, you're re- you're reading the real stuff. Um, yeah. And it's it's, it's been uh, it's been great. Um, I also am a big fan of uh, Lee Child, of course, and um, and uh, Michael Connolly as well. Both uh, two of my two of my favorite authors. I got to meet Lee Child. Just
0: great guy very tall yeah. <laughs> he's tall um Alan Janney says he got the answer correct <laughs> so yeah. I'm not sure which one you, but he, he he approves of, <laughs> your, of your answers and uh Kay says I love Vince Flynn books yeah so you've got a lot of agreement yeah. in the comment section that was fun, awesome. That's fun, was awesome yeah so we have uh burned through our half hour pretty pretty fast here as, as expected um Kay says I will have to try uh Jake Noble so that's great um I uh, hope you like it. Hope yeah, like so it. fantastic! I really appreciate you being here uh, for the interview and sharing, you know, so generously of your of your knowledge and your time. And uh, I would love to well, have you back you. on again in the future sometime.
1: I, I would love it. It's been a pleasure. I was, uh, I've, I've been a fan of Book Faces Live for a while now. So when I found out you were in St. Pete, I was like, well, I gotta meet this guy. <laughs>
0: um, so I, I'm, I'm super psyched to be here. Any, any time you want to talk, you let me know. Awesome, absolutely we'll do and uh, thank you everyone for for watching and for listening and uh, If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to give us a review on iTunes and uh, we will see you back again next week for another episode. Bye I do.